0: What would life look like if our good intentions were inspired enough, empowered enough, and challenged enough so that all those dreams became real, tangible, good in the world? On Practice Good Podcast, you will find authentic stories, challenging conversations, and real responses that will inspire, empower, and challenge your social impact journey. But... This is not all. Good business and good programs and good social enterprise are only as good as the health of their leader. And on this podcast, we will pay special attention, not only to the good that we give to the world, but to the good that we live within ourselves, our soul care. Welcome to Practice Good, a podcast for changemakers. I'm your host, Shiloh Kashima, practitioner of good, pastor, and mom of two spicy Nigerian littles. Get ready as we turn your good intentions into positive change. Welcome back change makers. It is so good to have you with us today. Today our topic we are going to have a conversation on mission and vision statements. Now I know it can get a little confusing. And when you look up other people's mission and vision statements, sometimes you're not quite sure what the difference is. So today, that's exactly what we're going to talk about the importance of a mission statement and a vision statement, the difference between the two, and a few tips and tricks to getting started on your mission and vision statement journey. So first of all, I wanted to take a moment and just define for you the the definition of mission statement. So there's several different definitions, and I've actually found a lot of really, really great organizations that have a really horrible mission statement. And sometimes I'm shocked uh, that they still bring in the types of money and donations they do with the type of mission statement they have. But today, we're going to train you and equip you so that you have a very powerful mission and vision statement that serve your organization and your ultimate goal. So here we go. Let's define mission statement. I'm actually going to go to Bridgespan, and they have a, a definition that says, at its best, a nonprofit's mission statement is a succinct expression of an organization's essential reason for existence or core purpose. If you look at entrepreneur.com, they're going to talk about a for-profit slash nonprofit mission statement, and they say it's a, it's defined by what an organization is, why it exists, it's reasons for being, and at a minimum, your mission statement should define who your primary customers are or clients for us, identify the product and services you produce, and describe the geographical location in which you operate. Now, that sounds like a lot to do in one statement, but I wanted to read those couple of definitions because I wanted to give you a very clear understanding of why a mission and a vision statement are not interchangeable. A mission statement is really taking the vision statement and going one step deeper and more specific. So let me explain to you. A vision statement is essentially taking your mission and what you do and saying, if I were to do this idealistically in the world and everyone I wanted to be touched were touched, what would the world look like? So it's an overarching statement that basically says your end goal vision in a perfect world. A mission statement is really drilling down on that and saying, what methodology do you use to do that? It's different. A mission statement is not a tagline. Don't get confused. It's more of really saying who, where, what, when, why. Now, let me give you a personal example of this because i believe that not only do you need to have this in your organization in your business in your social enterprise you also need to have this for your life my vision is that all people would realize they are a change maker right so that's in a perfect idealistic world if i were able to live the fullness of my life and ministry to the best of my ability everyone in the world would realize they are a changemaker for good. Now, I'm going to drill down a bit, and I'm going to give you my mission statement. My mission is to inspire, empower, and challenge people through spoken and written word to turn their good intentions into real, tangible good in the world. Now, does this say... I'm doing a podcast or I'm a pastor or I'm a teacher or I'm a director of operations. No, but it can, it can. If that's my calling, it absolutely can. If that is my sole method, I absolutely can. But that is not what I said, because there are several methods in which I take this mission into the world. I am a pastor. I am a director of operations. I am a podcast host. I write. I teach. There are so many different methods in which I take this vision into the world. And so my mission statement, while specific enough to share who with everyone, Share what inspiration, empowerment, challenge to be change makers, and how through spoken and written word leaves a lot of room for flexibility to live that out in the world. If you get so specific and an opportunity arises that's outside of that mission, you then have to constantly be changing your mission or you find yourself in a situation of what is called mission creep, which is essentially what it sounds like, creeping away from your original mission. And as a nonprofit, and the larger you get, the more difficult it is to shift those things because you then have a board and multiple stakeholders involved. So it's good to be specific. It is also good to have a broad covering of methods that you use to live things out in the world. So for example, if you were to to just say, I host a feeding program in order to decrease poverty, then you are bound to that feeding program. It keeps you focused, it keeps you on track, and it helps you to understand what monies to receive and what monies to say no thank you to because you're walking away from the original intent of the nonprofit. But if you were to say we employ programs that alleviate poverty for children and single mothers, you then have some flexibility while still being very specific in your mission. I'm going to take a few minutes today and I want to share with you some different Uh, mission statements, and a couple of different vision statements that I pulled offline. And some of them I'll tell you what organizations they're from, and some of them I'll just leave for you to guess. But I just want to share them with you and kind of pick apart some different ones that I found and really look into are some of them good versus are they not so great or could they use some improvement so um, this one particularly is by an organization called Kiva which does micro lending online and I love this organization because it's a total social innovation and if you're not familiar with them they take micro loans which are essentially um, loans like for example we talked about this in another podcast where the Grameen Bank does this so like for example if I want to start my own business, I can go to a local bank, they can look at my credit, my history, that um, the assets I have, and decide if they'll give me a loan to start my new business. Well, a lot of people don't have access to these loans in places of poverty because they don't have any type of collateral or any type of um, history or credit history to look at. And so uh, through the Grameen Bank and another organization that has started, and there are multiple nonprofits like this, World Vision does this as well, but Kiva does. And essentially what they did is build build out a website where people just like you and me can literally scroll through like Craigslist and pick local entrepreneurs in developing countries, read a little bit about their bio, what the businesses that they want to start or grow, and what amount they need to raise in order to start the next phase of their project or the beginning phases. And then I can choose where my money goes. I can choose what entrepreneur I want to invest in. I can choose how much I want to invest. And I get to watch how their business scales. Isn't that so cool? It literally is like alleviating the middleman. So Kiva, their mission is to connect people through lending to alleviate poverty. Let me say that again. Connect people through lending to alleviate poverty. So it still leaves a lot of room if they decide to use a different method, if they decide to use a different platform virtually, if they decide to... Hey, you know what? Through COVID, this whole micro lending thing isn't gonna work. They can restructure while still staying on mission to connect people through lending to alleviate poverty. Now they've defined it as people because it allows them to go to multiple locations, it allows them to go to multiple countries, multiple languages, and it talks about how they're gonna do that. They're connecting people through lending. So their method is lending and they're overall goal is to alleviate poverty. I love that one. Very simple, very clear, very concise, right? are several others that I would love to kind of pull apart for you. There is a group called 31 Bits that actually graduated from the same undergraduate I did as well, Vanguard University. It was a bunch of girls who went to Uganda and developed a passion for the ladies there and the beautiful handmade uh, jewelry. So they came back, they designed jewelry, and they sold it in the States. So essentially, they were just expanding markets so that the women who were making it, in Uganda weren't kind of capped at selling it locally and to really a lot of people who already know how to make those similar items. So they expanded Their market to an online presence, as well as back to California, where I'm from, and they were able to grow these businesses for women in poverty to help their families. 31Bits, their mission says, We use fashion and design to drive positive change in the world by producing artisans with dignified opportunities and inspiring customers to live meaningful lives. Now, that one covers a lot. While this group has an excellent mission. And I love what they do. And I wish I was skilled and crafty enough to do what they do. I think their mission statement is a little too wordy. It's large, it's not easy to remember, and it is difficult for a team to memorize or anyone else for that matter. I would encourage this organization really to kind of look at their overall mission statement and make it more succinct and concise. That will help for marketing as well as funding and other things like that in the future. Let's talk about an organization called Kaboom. Kaboom has won multiple awards in social enterprise. I love them because they were actually a case study in my graduate program. And they have a very simple mission statement. I will read it first, and then I will tell you a little bit about what they do. Kaboom's mission statement is to end, play space inequity for good. I love that. It's two sentences, really simple. to end, play space inequity for good. Like they literally put two periods in there because it's not just end play space inequity, but it's like for good. <laughs> They're giving you a time, right? For good, forever. Um, the reason why this is not a vision statement, but it is a mission statement is because of what they do. Kaboom is an organization that works with local communities in areas of low income that have no play space available for children. So no swing sets, no playgrounds, possibly all of the empty space is parking lots or hazardous areas. And essentially they come alongside of the community and they get the playground funded through development dollars or fundraising in partnership with the local communities, sweat and hard work. They bring the community together. And if the community can come together and say, hey, we will build this. We will we will work to make this happen. Kaboom says, we'll partner with you and we will pull in the funding and we'll pull in the resources and all of the plans and we will lead this project to make it happen. What I love about this is that there's local ownership. So they do not come into places and spaces that people don't put in sweat equity. They always partner with the local community. It's not about serving the poor. It's about partnering with people to better their community, communities that desire this type of change. I love that. Let me talk to you about one called Invisible Children. This was an organization that a lot of young folks right now are not familiar with. But when I was in college, oh man, this was the big deal. Invisible Children was a couple of guys from Long Beach State, which was right down the street from my college, who were film majors. And when they graduated college, they just went on a backpacking trip around Africa. And while they were there, they ran into the LRA in Uganda, the Lord's Resistance Army, which were a bunch of militarized men who were taking children as child soldiers and Girls, young girls, and women as their um, soldier wives. Um, so essentially, there was rape, there was all kinds of other things. There was drug use, there was brainwashing, there was um, many, many, many unhealthy things. I mean, on a basic level, using children for war was horrific. And these two young guys came across this atrocity and were like, we have to use our skill set to make a difference, which is usually how nonprofits and social enterprise start, right? So for invisible children, they took took their filming skills and they said, we are going to film this and create movies and documentaries that will come back to the U S and other developed countries. And we will recruit and raise up a ton of young folks to be able to shame the government of Uganda into taking political action to stop this. And really they got themselves into a deep war um, with the um, rebel army so this group was super incredible if you have any time to look them up you will be so fascinated by the work that they did Um, but their mission statement is to bring a permanent end to the LRA atrocities now they could have said through film they could have said through so many other things but they began to branch out and do more things they did all kinds of they brought uh, young adults to do projects in Uganda they had huge uh Groups here in the US that did that went and lobbied for change that um, did different type of demonstrations in Washington, DC. They made all kinds of shirts and different types of things to put pressure through popularity, through media, through social media to force governments to move the hands of the Ugandan government to make change for these children. It was powerful. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with this next one, Charity Water. Charity Water's mission statement is bringing clean, safe drinking water to people in developing countries. I love that. It's what are they doing? What are they bringing clean and safe water, right? To who are they bringing it to people in developing countries? It's very specific, very clear about what they do. They don't necessarily say, we bring clean and safe water through um, digging wells, right? they they just say we bring clean and safe drinking water to people in developing countries and this again allows them the freedom to stay within that mission statement but not to be specific on the exact tactic they use to do that so there've been several different methods for bringing clean and safe drinking water to people. As you guys probably know, you got everything from wells to providing toys that actually kids can play on like teeter-totters and those spinning I forgot those toys where the kids like run around in circles and spin themselves. Those actually can pump water from the ground. There are so many different ways that we have developed water Um, provision in a safe and clean way that Charity Water has left that piece open in their mission statement. So a lot of really, really good different ideas and things like that. I want to talk to you about a vision statement, right? We talked about this overarching idea that says, what will the world look like if we do all that we want to do? So we talked about the organization Kaboom, Kaboom with the playgrounds. And their vision statement is, we amplify the power of communities to build inspiring play spaces that spark unlimited opportunities for every kid everywhere, right? Isn't that cool? Every kid everywhere. So vision is super lofty. It's every kid everywhere. It's every human everywhere. Um, It's all, you know, it's big, it's better. It's totally your biggest dream. You've got Charity Water, which we talked about. Their vision statement is to end the water crisis in our lifetime by ensuring that every person on the planet has access to life's most basic need, clean drinking water. I love that. Seriously, Charity Water is right on with the clear, concise mission and vision statement. Now, you might be thinking, what does this all matter? Like, you know, people have great mission statements. It makes me feel good. Like, you know, as long as they tried, you know, people understand. But the reality is it does matter. When you're looking for grants, when you're looking to get investors in your project, they want to know very clearly and succinctly who you are, what you're doing, who you're doing it for, and how you're doing it. And this is what answers that. If you don't have it right, sometimes people can wonder if those in leadership positions actually know what they're doing. So it's really important to get this right. I also want to talk about an organization that I have worked with and whom I love, World Vision. Their vision statement is that every child has life in all its fullness. Wow. Wouldn't that be an awesome world if every child has life in all its fullness? I love that. I'm going to talk for a minute about their mission statement. Now, I'm gonna be a bit hard on this one because I think we're trying to accomplish multiple things at one time. Now, with this mission statement, I do think they really cover the things that a mission statement normally would. However, There is a lot of different added pieces in here that can make it a bit confusing and hard to kind of memorize and follow. So let's go through it and really take it apart piecemeal. World Vision is an international partnership of Christians whose mission is to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I think it's kind of redundant here. It says a partnership of Christians. So I would assume that all Christians, Christian, the word being meaning, the definition of the word Christians, meaning Christ follower, uh, really implies that people are following the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. However, They mention it here. And then it says, I'm working with the poor and oppressed. So I think that the poor are oppressed and the oppressed are not always the poor, but most often the poor are oppressed. So it might be a little redundant as well, unless they're really trying to specify those differences there. It says to promote human transformation, seek justice and bear witness to the good news of the kingdom of God. Now, my assumption would be that if they are Christians partnering together to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then that implies that they are bearing witness to the good news of the kingdom of God. So I think there's several redundancies here, which makes it very long and difficult for team members to memorize and kind of be on board with. If I were to quickly redo this mission statement, I would leave off some of these redundant pieces. I would make it simple and more succinct so the team can easily follow, understand, memorize, and be on the same page with one another. I think that will help in the long term and also help with people on the outside really trying to understand what it is that they do. This one, the mission statement is to drive social change by leading, mobilizing, and engaging professionals in pro Bono Services. This is from the Taproot Foundation. They are based out of San Francisco and around the larger metropolitan areas in the US. And essentially, different nonprofits can apply for grants in their area from local business professionals with unique skill sets that want to give back their skills to a nonprofit or social impact cause pro bono. One of the reasons why I love this is because there are a lot of people in the world who were taught to go get an education, get a skill set, and go get a job, pay your bills. And then they hit midlife crisis, and they're like, dang, I really want to give back, but now I'm accustomed to this lifestyle. I don't know how to transition. I can't go from getting paid six figures down to 20, 30,000, which we all know is the case sometimes. But they want to do good in the world and they don't know how. If you live in a city near the Taproom Foundation, you can go ahead and offer your services and they will partner you. Uh, with a nonprofit who needs those services. And this is essentially social enterprise where for profit and nonprofit collide together to make a better impact in the world. There are so many different great mission statements out there. I actually ran across a website called classy.org, which has several different mission statements that they really think are great. And I'm going to run through a couple of them really quick because I think it's fun to see if I agree with them or not. So we've got Charity Waters, which we already talked about. They've got Team Rubicon, which says the mission statement is to unite the skills and experiences of military veterans with first responders to rapidly deploy emergency response teams. I love that. It is clear. It says how fast they want to do things, which is rapidly. So it describes how, what, who, when, and why, which is totally awesome. Uh, Another one is Watts of Love. Watts of Love is a global solar lighting nonprofit bringing people the power to raise themselves out of the darkness of poverty. I love that. Clearly, you know, it's something to do with lights. Clearly, it's energy related. Clearly, it's about poverty and developing um, countries or people in poverty. You get a very clear picture of what they do and why they do it. Here's another one. It's called versus cancer. Versus cancer empowers any sports team, any athlete, and any community to help kids with cancer. As a signature fundraising campaign of the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation, proceeds help fund child life programs in local hospitals and life-saving pediatric brain tumor research. Now, there's so much about this I love, even though classy.org says it's great, I would probably have a different opinion. I think it's too wordy and I do think they really wanted everyone to know that the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation was involved here. However, I think you could do that in other ways and really put those two sentences together and simplify. So that's some of my thoughts on a few of their thoughts. I did want to jump over to an organization called nonprofithub.org. And they have a a little chart here called the Attributes of Good and Bad Mission Statement. So I'm going to read it to you. And maybe you could get a better picture of whether your nonprofit mission statement and vision statement is on the right track or needs a little bit of work. So a good mission statement uses language your constituents use, okay? So you're not going to use jargon that and, and acronyms and things like that that people who are providing the services only know about. You're really going to use terminology that most everyday people will understand from the outside. So you want to make sure that is simple. A bad mission statement on the other end is going to have the jargon and your audience really won't understand it the first time around. So they really give you about one shot. They'll read through it. If they don't understand, they're not going to take a lot of time and dig further into it. So you want to make sure it's clear and it uses wording that they understand. Another thing they say is a good mission statement is emotionally stirring. That is how I felt when I read Charity Waters. I read their mission statement, immediately knew what they do, even if I didn't know the name of the organization. And I felt passion about what they were talking about. If you have a mission statement that's very logical and cold and really doesn't evoke much of the pathos, which is the emotional side of things, then you're going to have a hard time getting your reader and your audience and your potential donor to get past that mission statement onto your donate button. Let's talk about another good mission statement. One of the things that you'll have is the why. This can often be included in a vision statement if you're very um, strategic about it, but you want to make sure that you're bringing in that why rather than just what and how, because in that moment, you're going to miss out on a lot of the pathos as well. It's got to be concise. You don't want it to be really long. It's got to be single. It's a powerful sentence, too much rambling and nobody's gonna be on the same page. It needs to sound good when it's spoken out loud, be memorable and sometimes surprising. It often is actionable and it is of course very specific. On the other end, a bad mission statement is full of different clauses. It's hard to say. It's easy to forget and often very boring, and it can't be quantified. Um, It usually stays vague and on the surface. So I would encourage you to check out that chart. It's great. It's nonprofithub.org. They've got some great ideas there as well. I want to encourage you also to pick up a book called Strategic Planning for Nonprofit Organizations, the second edition, a practical guide and workbook. There's a nice CD-ROM in the back. It's by Michael Ellison and Jude Kay. This is a great, great resource, kind of a textbook really that I used in a lot of different strategic planning that I've gone through. It's also great for teaching in addition to really understanding the different elements of a strategic plan and why they're important. So make sure to pick that up. I think you'll really love it. So I wanted to end with this today and just encourage you as you're determining and trying to figure out figure out and narrow down your mission and vision statement. This is something I tell people when I'm teaching public speaking or preaching or even writing or copywriting. It doesn't take a genius to write 500 pages on a topic. I mean, I can ramble forever, right? A excellent writer, A excellent speaker, an excellent communicator is someone who does editing well. Now, when I talk about editing, I'm not just talking about grammar and punctuation. I'm talking about taking something that could be two hours and knocking it down to 20 minutes and making it so precise, so succinct, so engaging that everyone in your audience wants more. If you can do that, you're an excellent speaker and an excellent writer. So I want to encourage you, you are going to have 500 ideas about your mission statement and your vision statement. I would get lots of different perspectives. Ask people what they think. Say, if you didn't know the name of my organization or know what I do, would this be clear to you? And quite possibly create a survey. Do you have an online audience? Ask them. Say, hey, hey, here's some possible mission statements. I'm not going to tell you what organizations they belong to or what they do. Go ahead and tell me what you think they're about. And that is a huge indicator as to whether it is a good mission and vision statement. So start there. The editing process is where you're going to find your gold. And sometimes it takes a few different mission statements to really get to the right one. So let me give you some tips before we end today. Start by making your own personal mission and vision statement. This is huge. Work backwards. Don't start with your organization, your business, or all these things. I know the temptation is to say, what are people buying? What's in demand? And create something to meet that demand. But I'm a firm believer that when we are passionate about what we do, it has to come from within. So I would encourage you to rewind this rewind that's so old school. Just go back to where I talked about my personal mission and vision and find your own. Start with your own mission and vision because that will allow you to know what to engage in, what jobs to take, what promotions to say yes to, what blog posts to write, what podcasts to start, what good you want to bring in the world. You have to work backwards. Start with yourself and then go to the next. The second thing I would encourage you to do as we leave here today is make sure that your organization has a mission and vision statement that are clear, concise, and easily understood by someone on the outside. If you need help with that, you're welcome to talk to me. Again, my email address is shilohkoshima at gmail.com. I would be happy to help. And third, my tip for today would be before you say yes to anything. Anything, whether it's personal, whether it's your organization, you need to ask yourself, is this in line with our mission and vision? And if it's not, it's called mission creep. Essentially, that means you're creeping away from your mission. This is dangerous, especially when it comes to funding. When you get to the place where you are getting offers to donate, there will be a lot of options for in-kind donations as well as grants. And when you get those, you don't want to be questioning whether you're changing what you're doing for the money or whether this money is going to support your mission and vision. If you have a clear mission and vision to start with, you will attract the right kind of donors and investments. Make sure to do that now. So those are your three tips today. Start with your personal vision and mission, work towards your organizational vision and mission, and then make sure that every single thing is run by that mission and vision. Now in all of this, I'm sure you're like, Shiloh, okay, we've talked enough about the mission and vision, but I need to know more about the strategic plan. I need to know about how to pick core values and how it all works for grants and funding and marketing and team building. And I totally get it. I am like that too. When I learn something, I just want to know all the things that come next. So be patient, get your foundation down right, and we will get into all of that stuff. And I will bring on other experts in the field who will also kind of pick apart these things. If you have a mission statement or a vision statement that you are going, Shiloh, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure this is right. Like I've looked at it so many times. All I can see is what I want it to say. I need some help. Feel free to send it to me. Hey, and maybe if I have enough, I'll do an entire podcast with all of your mission and vision statements. So send me your thoughts, your ideas, and i will be happy to help you. Did you learn something today? Did you feel like it was a great resource for you? I hope so. My goal is to provide you with valuable content that you can use to take your good intentions and bring them to reality and make tangible good in the world. So make sure if you loved this episode, please, please, please head over to iTunes, give a review. You can give five stars, which I appreciate. You could also actually write something and let others know what you like about this podcast. Hopefully they'll join in as well. Make sure to share it with a friend or two on social media. And don't forget to email me, shilohkoshima at gmail.com. I cannot wait to hear from you. I want to help you with your mission statement. And if you have any topics related to social impact that you are interested in learning about, let me know. And I would love to integrate that into one of our next episodes. And last but not least, when you're on iTunes, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks guys for listening today. I cannot wait to talk to you again. See you soon.